that's how I feel when Only person who can stop you is the man in the mirror When you look down at your wrists and you see money When you look at your shoes and you see money When that scarf on your neck means money Burberry scars, shrimp and perion Living like a comet, moving amongst the stars $100,000 sports cars, silk massage, menage a trois Yes, I've been a boss Burberry scars, shrimp and perion Living like a comet, moving amongst the stars $100,000 sports cars, silk massage, menage a trois Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Thank you once again to Scorsese, Lord Jones for Burberry Scars. Everybody, please go to insubordinaterecords.com. Check out the latest album, Stacking Chips, featuring Griff, of course, and and my man Zilla Rock from South Philly. Um, we are also in the process of getting Jason Griff to come on and join us yet again, so stay tuned for that. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, you're stuck with me. Yeah, me, not DDP, but the greatest prediction champ in podcast history. I am your friendly neighborhood psycho, the lunatic, the notorious D-O-M. Oh, you caught me headbanging. Let's fucking go, y'all. And unfortunately, Wendy cannot be with us tonight because she's actually at an indie show in Northern Virginia, and she's going to take some some little footage, do some put a vlog together. We're going to have that out right here on Circle of Debate in the coming week or so. So stay tuned for that too. And Bruce will be here. Unfortunately, he was supposed to get off work at 3 today. He just got off work 20 minutes ago. So he is on his way home. He's going to throw himself together. He's going to join us as soon as possible. So right now, like I said, you're stuck with me. Well, that's fine. I always enjoy working a crowd. I always enjoy being here with the fine folks in our live chat like Chris who says, and I quote, surprise, motherfuckers. Wonder if that's what WWE said to any of the wrestlers before they were let go. <laughs> you know what, Chris? We are going to talk about that tonight when High Class gets here. And he was saying he should be here any minute. So I figured for the time being, I'm just going to shoot with you folks. Because the last week or two, if you noticed, we didn't have an episode of Top Rope. And... I've been a little bit scarce. I did pop up on Circle of Debate Saturday, but uh, I want to say eight days ago, your boy ended up in an emergency room. I'm not going to lie. And I had a problem getting out of my car, dropped like a rock, woke up in an emergency room, and 
when the doctor came in, they said there was something going on with my heart. I'm like, what well, kind of something? This is this is not cool. They're like, we don't know yet. We're trying to figure that out. So between them and my doctor and a cardiologist, we figured out my heart skips a beat, y'all. Who knew? It's not as cool as they make it out in all those R&B songs and love songs and shit. It's not cool at all, y'all. I, I, I was terrified, but now that I've talked to some people and changed a little bit about my diet, like cutting back on caffeine, cutting back on smoking, you know, things should be a little better. And I'm feeling good now. But last week was definitely rough. And then this past Thursday, I was back in the damn ER again. Just wasn't for me this time. I... Got a call early in the morning from from my son's school to say, your child has developed a 104-degree fever. He's coughing. He's got chills. We're fearing it's COVID. We don't know. You need to come get him. So I bolted over to get him, tried to get him to his doctor. His doctor was booked. There was no way I was not going to let him be seen that day. So I took him straight to the emergency room. And once we got him checked out and tested and everything else, turns out it was a run-of-the-mill virus, but he was suffered pretty hard. And we got him some medications and we got him set up. And, you know, he's today running around all day with me at home, driving me up a goddamn wall, y'all. You got to love when a cardiologist tells you to avoid undue stress. And then you got to run your son to an emergency room and take care of him while he's supposed to be at school. That's some undue stress for your ass. But thankfully, everybody is good. We're coming up on the right side of things. And, you know, things are going to get back to normal. But these last couple weeks, whoo, this last week or so, been rough, y'all. But for those who knew and, and supported me and reached out and checked on me and everything else, I appreciate the living shit out of y'all. I love y'all. You made me feel like a big goddamn deal. And I know I ain't, no matter how much something in my head wants to say that I am, I know I ain't. But you made me feel that way, and I love you to death for it. And I'm going to be all right. As you can see, I'm here. I'm a little less caffeinated, so I'm a little less pumped. But I'm ready to talk wrestling. I just thought I'd get that out of the way. I I do, you know, what I could to keep filling until, you know, Bruce got here. And I'm, and I'm hearing he's waiting on his internet to do something. I've been there too, my friend. I've been there too. So he should be here any minute. And, and Lennox, thank you. Welcome back, homie. Good to see you. Um... Everything's getting there, man. We're not exactly out of the woods yet, but we're close. You know, I'm getting better. My son is getting better. I've had to like alternate medication, like give him Tylenol and then give him Advil because you got to keep that fever down. Because for those of you that don't know, my son has special needs and epilepsy. And if you, uh, if you allow a fever to go unchecked for long enough with somebody that has epilepsy, it triggers a seizure. This has happened with my son before. So, been going back and forth. His temperature's been normal. He's been happy. You know, he's much better today than he was yesterday. So, I'm just hoping that continues from this point on. But enough about me and the psychos. I appreciate y'all listening. And and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a huge shout out, of course, 
to my main man, low class. I mean, Nick. I mean, yes, Mr. Universal. I mean, all of the above. Please go check out the Universal Wrestling Podcast on the Now Fanatics Network, y'all. Yes, new name, same awesome people like my man Nick here. Like, of course, the banger who was on with me last Saturday, TK. Uh, Jesus Dango and I believe Kayla are on right now doing a SmackDown watch along. What's good to you folks? Everybody over there is just class act. So please go check them out when we're done here. When we're done, that's the joy of YouTube. You can watch me, you can watch when Bruce shows up, you can laugh, you can cry, you can do whatever you want to do. Then you can turn around and go watch them whenever you feel like. But either way. I appreciate you guys being here tonight. I appreciate the Fanatics Network. I just appreciate a lot of shit right now, y'all. I just appreciate being able to sit here with y'all because Lord knows I was hearing shit about pacemakers and this and that and the other. And I'm thinking, Jesus fucking Christ. No, I'm not this old. I'm not. I'm not. Enough. Enough. Enough about me. Let's talk about something wrestling. And I'm going to go back seven days because obviously we weren't here. And, and... Since we weren't here, we got to debut the Meatheads on Circle of Debate, which seemed to go over pretty well with you fine folks. So thank you for that huge shout-out to Morgan. And, of course, Bruce, they killed it. Morgan will probably be back next week. He's putting together a show now. We're trying to work out a time that, you know, he and his father have to sit down and record. And then once they get everything together, it will be right back here on Circle of Debate. Another reason for you to hit that subscribe button. Do so. But... While the Meatheads was debuting, a very, very special Hall of Famer was returning. The Rock himself showed up on SmackDown. And now, obviously, circumstances being what they were, I didn't get to see it till after the fact. But the live response that I got from people was, Oh, well, now The Rock's back. He's going to take on, he's going to be the one to take on Roman at 40, and he's going to take the title, this, that, and the other. So, before football last Sunday, went, watched it, saw the segment, saw him interact with none other than Austin Theory, hit a people's elbow at a spine buster, and get a pop with Pat McAfee returning as well, which was awesome. You know, this show loves Pat McAfee. We're Palm Blanco guys. And all that made me think was like, Dude, how does anyone go from he's messing with Austin Theory to he's going to WrestleMania? You know The Rock appeared on the debut of SmackDown on Fox, right? You know what came up after that? Nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. So, at this point, I I don't know about you guys in the chat. Uh, Maybe when High Class gets here because he's telling me now he got booted off the internet, and it's not his day. He's trying, folks. Bear with us. Maybe when he gets here, he'll have a different opinion. But to me, to me, and this is just me, y'all, maybe. Just enjoy the fact that The Rock got Austin Theory on TV. That shit does not happen very often anymore, folks. That is a miracle in itself. That does not mean that The Rock is going to WrestleMania or that Cody's spot is in jeopardy. And I would want to see The Rock versus Roman in Philly. I wouldn't. What are we gonna do? We're gonna take the we're gonna take the title from one member of the family. We're gonna put it on a senior member of the family who's probably gonna drop it a month later 
like he did back in the day when CM Punk had it. I don't want to see that shit again. You know what I want to see? And it's not because I'm a fan of his, although that's part of it. It's not because of anything else, just because of the story that was put out there in front of me and the disappointment in WrestleMania 39. I want to see Cody finish the story. I want to see the name Rhodes mentioned in the lineage of WWE champions like the Ortons. I want to see that. The Rock's had his run. It's done. It's over. And yeah, maybe this in part had something to do with TKO and everything else. They want to, now that, you know, Vince is not the majority shareholder of the company anymore, they want The Rock. They want Cena. They want big names. Who knows? Maybe they'll even bring back Punk. I sure as hell hope not, but maybe they will. So they wanted a big name on TV. They wanted to pop a big rating. Mission accomplished. That does not mean that The Rock is coming back at 40. And if you think otherwise, I would love to hear that. But for me, all that all that said to me was, behold, Austin Theory finally has something to do. That was it. That was the end of it. Point blank playing. We're done, folks. Rock's going to maybe pop up again somewhere. It, we don't even know where the hell Roman is at this point. <laughs> We're worried about the Rock. But... It, that was it, it, it. Don't get me wrong. The moment itself was great. I enjoyed seeing The Rock coming back. Does that does that mean he's going to end up at WrestleMania forty? No, no, hell no. If anything, he might come out and help Cody win. That might be the involvement of The Rock right there. And if it happened, you heard it right here first in freaking September from your boy. And I got to say, folks, I'm enjoying the hell out of Raw, but as I mentioned on Circle of Debate Saturday, and I'm going to bring it up again, I have no idea why, why Nia Jax is back in WWE. I understand she's part of the family. I get that much. But if that was all it took, she would have never got let go in the first place. That's number one. Number two, they have a woman on the roster who is just as big and bad as Nia Jax, but can actually wrestle. And her name is Piper Niven, folks. If you notice, she's one half of the tag champions and all this, and she's a damn fine wrestler. And, and they sent Nia after Rhea Ripley. Anybody that's ever watched NXT UK before it folded, like me, knows Piper Niven and Rhea Ripley we're feuding back then in NXT UK. Before Rhea Ripley even came to NXT. Before Piper Niven came to the state, they were feuding there. Piper took a title off of Rhea before she left. So why not just put those two together if you want like the irresistible force versus the immovable object, as Gorilla Monsoon would say. Why not just why not just stick those two in a ring? You gotta bring Nia Jax back. And then, you know, there's the there's the Say what you want to say. There's the, you know, moment of where she attacks Rhea Ripley and she injures her. And and if y'all watch this show, you know we call Nia Jax the walking injury machine. For a damn good reason. She's got a list of bodies. And the only one that ever, that ever did any good was when she broke Becky's face because that started a whole new thing for that woman. 
the rest of them ended pretty badly. So I'm not even sure if this is a legit shoot injury that Rhea sustained or if they wrote this one in the knowing, hey, we're going to be dealing with Nia Jax anyway. We might as well just make the story that she injures somebody because she we know she's going to fucking do it. And honestly, folks, I know we we bash AEW a little bit on the way they use the women's division and everything else. But in the same breath, when people were saying, when women in that company were saying that Thunder Rosa was sandbagging it or wasn't working safely and this, that, and the third, people were trying to defend that. I came on here and said, then this bitch needs to drop her title and get out of a ring. And I love Thunder Rosa. It's got nothing to do with it. It's got nothing to do with how I feel. It's got everything to do with how are you treating the person in the ring with you or the people? If Nia Jax has been back for two weeks and been unleashed on five women and at least one of them is injured, maybe more, then she probably shouldn't be back. Just like if Thunder Rosa isn't going to work safely, she shouldn't be holding the title. She shouldn't be in a ring. Just like Grand Slam. I, I've always loved the Lucha Bros. Okay? I've always had more of uh, of an affinity for Pentagon than I have for Ray Phoenix. Because Ray Phoenix does not know how to take care of anyone. Not any one of his opponents, not even himself. He'll hurt himself. He'll hurt his opponents. He doesn't give a fuck. Penta will look like he's hurting his opponents. And in the meantime, be working as safely as possible and be brutal as hell. Phoenix, on the other hand, will just do anything. He's got that insane luchador mentality, which is kind of cool, but at the same time, you kind of have to bring it back, especially after you see what happened to Moxley. And as much as I love Phoenix, if that was a legit injury that he caused John Moxley, then you had no business being in that ring in that match. Not on national TV, not in a bingo hall, a barnyard, a, a, a gym, a, a carnival, nowhere. Nowhere. And Nia Jax, same thing. See, there's this thing called the same energy, folks. I know sometimes Bruce will get blamed for being a fanboy, and then it carries over to me because I'm on a show with him. I'm the guy that says enjoy wrestling. I'm the guy that's going to look at things and give it that same energy. Even if I react in the moment on a watch-along, I'll come back here and say, you know what, now that I've had a minute and I got out of my fandom, here's the deal. A lot of people don't do that. And that's why a lot of people don't do this. And there is no reason, none, for Nia Jax to be back in WWE. I remember the last time she left, she said she was retiring. I, I wish she would have stuck to that. I know no wrestler ever retires, but I wish Nia Jax would have permanently. Absolutely, positively, permanently. I get The Rock coming back. I get John Cena coming back. I could even get, if you wanted to bring CM Punk in for like some big some big marquee matchups and let him kind of be that taker type person as much as I'd hate it. Where it's like, oh, WrestleMania, CM Punk, Brock. Next WrestleMania, CM Punk, Seth. You know, that sort of thing. I get that. Why the fuck would you bring back Nia Jax? Does anybody have a good explanation for that? If you do, please, chat, leave it in the comments. I'm desperate because I can't figure it out. 
I don't know many people that could. I think me and Pepsi Phil and Ivan on Circle Debate Saturday spent a good half hour discussing this. And I kept asking them why. And they kept scratching their heads. And then they would come up with something and that would get shot down. And by the end of it, we're I'm still I'm still sitting here almost a week later wondering what is this woman doing back? So if you got something, let me hear it. I'd love it. That'd be great. And in the meantime, I'm checking on Bruce again. I, I haven't really heard much. Let's uh let's throw him a message right quick, y'all. In fact, while I'm messaging him, while that's happening. We, we here at Top Rope Wrestling Talk have a pretty big announcement. It's a little bit of a change from the initial announcement, but it's still huge. Top Rope Wrestling Talk will be sponsoring its first championship match for PCW Ultra. Check this out, folks. PCW! 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 Yes, folks, October 28th, PCW Ultra Creature Feature, we will be sponsoring the Pacific Northwest title match. It is going to be a tremendous event. If you're in, if you're in the area of SoCal, please go get your tickets now. Go to PCWUltra.com to find out all the information. We are so excited. Thank you, PCW, for this. I can't tell you what a, what an amazing honor it is to be involved in any wrestling event, to have a sponsorship like this. It is, I, I don't have any words. Uh, all I can do is thank you from the bottom of my heart and say I can't wait for this fucking title match. Let's go, Sin Bodhi. <laughs> well, if you're, oh. Bruce says he's watching me on YouTube. Well, then come join. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're uh, I don't know what the I don't know what the problem is. We're trying to get Bruce on here. I swear to God, we're trying to. So I know one of the things that Bruce and I are going to talk about, and I'm sure if he can get in here, we'll go over it, is some of these cuts from WWE. And the latest report, right before I got on live with you fine folks, Matt Riddle was let go as of tonight. And, of course, there were reports of him and, and Gunther having some 
issues backstage where Riddle slapped him. I think Mansoor or Masore, whatever you want to call him, did this whole big interview where he put all this stuff out there. And that was part of it. He talked about Vince being a nice guy, this, that, and third. And within a day or two, Matt Riddle has been let go. I want to say I don't understand that one, but I do. Because as as good as Matt Riddle may be, and this is not personal. I don't like the guy myself, but, you know, I can't deny that he's talented. That's for sure. Um, as good as he is, he's had so many backstage tussles with talent. I mean, there there was Seth Rollins, there was Brock Lesnar, there was Gunther. There were, there were a few more in there. And, you know, it's not as it's not as close together and it's not as discussed, but this guy's like the CM Punk of WWE. And I'm already seeing people saying like, oh, well, he should go to AEW. No, they don't need that shit. They just don't. They just don't. He's, you know, he's not a big enough name. He's going to cause the same headaches in your locker room. Maybe not as often, but still the same as the guy you just got rid of. There is no point to trying to bring this man in and somehow, some way, think he's going to move a needle. Because at one point, Punk did. And then the bullshit started. This man's not going to give you any of that any of those benefits. You're not going to get 2 million views off of Matt Riddle. But you will get backstage bullshit like you did with the other guy. So leave him the fuck out. I don't know if he goes to Impact. I don't know. Maybe he goes to Japan. I don't know. But AEW is not the spot for you. And we've got a long list of people that I'm trying to wait for. And of course, what's good to the banger? And I mean banger. And I'm talking the Banger podcasting, baby. TK, what is happening, bro? I'm. It is so good to see you. I had so much fun with you on Saturday, man. Thank you again for coming for coming through and making my day so much better. I mean, Jesus. I like I said, I was two days out of an emergency room, and this is one of the guys behind the scene who knew, and he was messaging me every day. Hey, man, you good? You okay? everything cool you know i love you bro i'm like i love you too man and then ivan asked me if i could come on with him and i was like i think i'm up to it and and i was i was nervous you know this has all just happened and i haven't gotten any answers quite yet and i've got appointments the following week and all that and i get on the i get on with ivan we're we're mid countdown for circle of debate and i look down and I see TK is with Ivan and Pepsi Phil and I. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> oh. And Bruce's laptop just froze. Jesus Christ, folks. How long have I been on with you guys? A half an hour now? And for about 25 of those minutes, he's been having technical difficulties. So he's home. He's trying to get here. Just bear with us. But it was it was so good to be able to see TK. And of course, Pepsi Phil, and of course, my devious brother Ivan. 
But it would not be good to see Matt Riddle in AEW, y'all. I'm sorry. I mean, if you and again, love you guys. If you feel if you feel I'm wrong, please put it in the comments. I'm a lot of things. I'm a psycho. I'm a 22 time prediction champ. Uh, I'm middle aged. Uh, I've been to an emergency room twice in a week in a week or so. But I'm not always right. That much I know. I'm a 22-time champ because I lost 21 times, okay? Hey, Brian, my compliments to the chef. Mwah. Hope you're doing well this weekend, bro. Hope you're enjoying the show. As I said, we should have hopefully get high class in here. His internet and laptop and everything is going crazy. It's like Murphy's Law at the, house, at the high class household right now. Anything that could go wrong. I agree. Keep Riddle far away. Exactly, dude. You don't need those headaches, especially when you just got rid of those headaches. But someone who may be making the jump, and we discussed this a little bit on Saturday, and I want to bring it up, and I'm hoping eventually Bruce's shit works out and he gets here too. Jade Cargill is reportedly heading to WWE. Reportedly, y'all. Reportedly. You take that for what it's worth. That she had her match with Statlander, the uh, you know on Collision, they had the big farewell, you know the hug mid ring, you know the kind of stuff that got a lot of people at WWE suspended back in the day when the with the click and all that. But 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 this one was cool, and afterwards it was reported that Jade was going to get at least a tryout at the PC and could be coming to WWE. Now, could I see her succeeding in WWE? Absolutely. I think with some work in the Performance Center, and I think working with veteran talent who can call the matches for her and allow her to shine would be great. Would be wonderful. If you saw matches like her and Ty Valkyrie, for instance, great, great, great fucking matches. Because Taya was able to call the entire thing. And Taya is a deep vet. She's won titles everywhere but WWE. And so she looks so good because Taya helped her look that good. Are there people at WWE that could make that could do the same thing? Absolutely. Absolutely without a shadow of a doubt. Three of the four horsewomen left on the ring or on the roster, I'm sorry, could instantly, immediately do that for her. Could you imagine Jade versus Charlotte? Jade versus Becky? Jade versus Bailey? Even Jade versus Bianca, y'all. Although, although, and this was brought up uh, last week on Circle of Debate, I think if you're going to do anything with Jade and Bianca, you have them fight and then you team them up like the bar. Remember Cesaro and Sheamus had the best of seven series that nobody won, and eventually they teamed up and they became like this dominant, ass-kicking, badass tag team? That's what you need to do if you're going to put Bianca and Jade together. Have them have a series of matches where they just go all out, and maybe at the end of it, nobody wins the rubber match. And then you team them up, and you put them, out, and you put them against the women's tag team champions. I think I said it on Saturday. I'll say it again. It, that would be like having the Sisters of Destruction in WWE. And you need something for that tag division. And it would give Jade something to ride with. So I would be all for it. 
Oh, and you know what else I'm all for finally? Being able to introduce the founder of Top Rope Wrestling Talk who finally showed up. God damn it, it's good to see him. He is the man, the myth, with the majestic beard and the Burberry scarf. The salt of the earth of podcasting. The high class one. Oh my shit. I'm not even doing my fucking tagline. <laughs> Holy shit. I know, bro. I know. It's been that kind of week, man. I was just explaining to the folks all the all the shit that I had to go through in the last 8 days just just to fill time while you were <laughs> while you were, you know, getting ready to get in here and everything was going to shitsburg for you and I'm like, god, yes. fuck damn it but yes. you know what you cannot stop better than you baby of podcasting we will be here absolutely not absolutely <laughs> not so i i i was i was watching you as i was fighting my laptop to get on here with you and i did see right, you know right. some of the stuff that that you were talking about like you were just talking about matt riddle um mm. i was a huge 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 fucking matt riddle fan mm -hmm. and then everything started slowly going downhill with all the bullshit and honestly bullshit aside all the stupid shit that he's done uh, i bet dana white had a part in this yeah i bet yeah. dana white had a little part in this you know what i didn't even think about that because obviously there was some shit going on and some distractions while i was talking about it but you're absolutely fucking right you know, if, if Dana, Dana White, White flat out told him he'd never make nothing of himself. And now that he did, Dana White's back in partial control of his career. Yeah. If Dana White has any say in this merger with TKO and all that in the activities of WWE, Matt Riddle will be the first guy on his list. Mm -hmm. He's never liked him. And Matt's done nothing to help himself. I mean, no. in the last... No. In less than a year, we had we just had the shit about you know slapping was slapping Gunther behind the scenes. That we had funny as fuck. I'm sorry. We had the drug suspension after he was at a party with his porn star girlfriend and, and all that shit. Oh, he There's, was he he's also claiming that he was molested by a security guard at the airport. Right. That's the la that's the latest. Um. Guys, I uh, I know, I know, but I'm I'm clean now, and it'll be 22 years in October, so I can say this: cocaine's a hell of a drug, folks. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck do you get molested by a security guard at the airport in the middle of an airport? <laughs> and nobody saw it, nobody caught it on camera, nothing. It just happened. Yeah. This is like the slickest airport security guard of all time, or you are full of shit. I'm sorry, but it doesn't it doesn't scream Matt Riddle is WWE material, no matter how you slice it. And no matter what Dana White has against him. 
I mean, mm-hmm. he may not be wrong, you know. <laughs> so I I don't know. I, I I think we've beat Matt Riddle like a dead horse. Yeah. Um, so let, let's talk. I'm gonna. I've got, dude. I've I found uh, somewhere on on the book face in another group. Someone broke down all the releases, and it's kind of cool how they did it. And they've okay. they've got it broken down. So they said active and used TV talent, Mustafa Ali. That's it. That's it. (laughs) And even that's seldomly, you know? (laughs) Uh, Their on-off project, Dabakato, got released. TV enhancement, Top Dollar, Yoselis Leon, and Dana Brooke. Uh, unused on TV, Elias, Aaliyah, Shanky, Riddick Moss, Emma, Rick Boogs. He's out with a fucking knee injury. No and wonder Ezekiel. why he's not on TV. Uh, <laughs> Mace, Mansoor, Dolph Ziggler, Shelton, Benja- Shelton Benjamin. The dude's got in quotations, occasionally jobs on TV. Quincy Elliott. And then they've got, it. and then there's four guy, four people from the friggin' level up in the PC that, no one even knows. I don't even know who the hell these people are, so I'm not even going to mention them. Like, I did enjoy Quincy Miller, but he was he was more of an entertainer than a talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he 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 was a little out. He was outlandish. He'd come say some crazy shit, make you laugh. But like in ring was like, mm-hmm. but it's like when you go when you go through that list of people. Most of them were either not on television or have been demoted to NXT. I'm amazed Baron Corbin still has a job right now. My thing, my thing with this is Elias, Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, Emma, mm. all should have been on television. Not it didn't have to Probably. be regularly, it could have been like every other week or something, but they, they're good enough to be TV talent. This this list. That it's not like an oh my god, I can't believe they just fucking released this guy. They're so stupid, right? No, the, it, in a but it's way, a solid it's kind, it's list. Kind of a pity release. It is a solid list. I mean, it's a it's solid like, list. Like you're not getting. You're, this is not like this is not a list of like home run sluggers, but this is a list of like solid 300 batting average kind of guys and gals. Shelton Benjamin could have been a world champion in WWE if they gave him the opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy beat Triple H, like, what, night one? <laughs> like, <laughs> if I have to look at this list and say who the hell they dropped the ball on, Shelton Benjamin's the top of the list, and then Elias. Right. right. I, I feel you, Ivan. I feel you, brother. I feel See, you, El Jefe. That was... Yeah, I could use a drink myself, but my cardiologist told me to cut back on it. So, caffeine-free soda. Mm. I could totally see Delicious. Benjamin going to AEW, though. I could see Shelton in. That was going to be my next question. It, it, you know, a couple, a couple of these guys, it comes to mind. Like, where would you put them? And Shelton Benjamin was one of the first. Mm-hmm. So you think AEW? I think Elias will go to could go to AEW as well. Yeah, 
I can see that. Because here's think... the thing. Elias is a fucking draw when he's used correctly. Me and you were walking with Elias. Oh, no, from day one. Four year, for, for day one, for like four years, we were, we were walking with that When man, it came to Elias. Push. Yeah, when it came to Elias, we've been down since day one shit. Like, like that's that's legit. Um, and then they and then they did the stupid shit at the end, towards the end, the Ezekiel. Like, come on, man. I gotta say, I think I think Elias might be a little better off in impact. Just because they have a little bit more, you know, room and and because of the fact that, you know, some of the off the wall oddball characters seem to shine there. So he could bring the he I don't know if he could bring the whole thing, but he could do the split personalities there. He could be like the new king of the mountain. He could he could do all that shit there. I'm not sure what they would do with Elias in AEW. They would, because, they would... and just because Sorry. like they got they got Keith Lee and they don't know what to do with Keith Lee in AEW. Elias is harder. Not really. Let him really be is, Eli- let him be Elias when he when when we were walking with Elias. Let him be that Elias, but just change his fucking name. Let him come out and sit in the ring and fucking get the crowd fucking roaring and 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 uproar and shit. That's the Elias that everybody loved. That oh, was yeah, the man too. that could have been the Intercontinental or U.S. champion. I'm just saying, I, I I feel like his whole gimmick fits a little better with Impact than AEW. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But I think he could do really well there. I, I really, really do. I, I'm not saying he wouldn't be horrible in AEW. They do have two shows now. He could be a collision guy and be a big part. Well, three if you count Rampage, but who watches? Sometimes. It's gotten to the point where I don't even go back and watch anymore because I've already heard all the spoilers by the time I get up Saturday morning. It's like, well, there's no yeah. point to this shit. Um, but uh, I just Shelton Benjamin. And I think we talked about this, and so we both agreed having Shelton Benjamin in AEW means having a guy you could legit make because, like Brian saying, World Shelton should have gotten the WWE title in 2006. I think it was Pepsi Phil in the admins chat that said, put him with the Blackpool Combat Club. That would be fucking amazing. Bring him in with the Blackpool Combat Club at first. But this was something that I think, because it's been a blur this week, but I think Bruce said it, and he read my mind when he said it. Shelton Benjamin could legit be AEW's first black heavyweight champion. Yep. Absolutely, 110%. And, and nobody could knock it because he should have been in 2006. Mm-hmm. That's I, I know it's a comment, but that's a fact, Brian. Yep. My, again, my compliments. The chef, that shit is delicious. Shelton Benjamin has all the background, the, the credentials, the experience to be that guy. Yes. Because everybody said, oh, you know, Scorpio Sky's not ready to be there. And Powerhouse Hobbs still needs work. And what are they going to do? Put it on Keith Lee? Okay, well, Keith Lee would be cool. But Shelton Benjamin? Like, guy who was an amateur wrestler on the same national championship team with Brock Lesnar. Guy who's Mm -hmm. been a a 17-year vet and won titles not only in WWE, but every other place he's gone to. He he damn near won every title in ROH. 
if they were an actual thing on national television, MLW I'd say bring you as well. MLW as well, exactly. So for him to walk in and establish himself and win the AEW title at some point in the near future would make total sense and break barriers at the same goddamn time. Like they've already hit a billion dollars. Now they need to break this barrier. And yeah. he'd be the dude. He really mm -hmm. would. O'Brien also says, I wonder if Emma would fit with the knockouts and impact. She, well, she was already perfect. there. She was already there when she got picked back up by yeah. WWE. She was one she, of their top talents. Her contract ran out in impact. And then she decided to go to WWE because her man was in WWE, Madcap Moss, or Riddick Moss, depending on what you want to call him. Because Madcap's been over for a minute now. Um, now they're both gone. No, I totally it, see her going back to Impact. And I could, I could honestly see both of them going to Impact. I, I could see, I could see Moss being her new Caleb with a K heater in Impact yeah. when they go back. Yeah, you wouldn't need Caleb, and I don't think he's no, there. He's anymore. not even there anymore. So why not bring the both of them back and and reignite Neil Dashwood, and it's all about me, and just have him follow her around. Mm -hmm. So it would be. It would be absolutely perfect. Didn't didn't Brock push for WWE to sign Shelton to begin with? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did, and that's how Shelton ended up in Team Angle and the world's greatest tag team, and so on and so forth. And then broke out to the point where he, you know, beat Triple H and yada yada yada. Like, you know, even eventually joined the Hurt Business, which was gone too soon. Maybe we'll get it back. Maybe we won't. I, I'm personally hoping for a new nation between Bobby and the Prophets and those guys. That 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 would be cool. But I just don't. I I, I just. You know, like, I I don't see a reason to keep Emma and Madcap Moss. Like, yeah, they can be on TV, but when it comes to WWE couples, you're like, you're like ninth. <laughs> oh, the fucking last one. Yeah. No. You know, I mean, you, there's I Becky totally and Seth. I forgot they were, one, they were there, and two, that they were a couple. Right, I mean, there's Becky and Seth. There's Bianca and Tez. There, there are a lot of couples. And, and Dom Emma and Man Rhea. Well, they're kind of a couple. Kind no, of. they're not. They're real. They're an on-screen couple. Okay, no, they're not. They I've showed you the couple. pictures of Buddy, I don't, of Buddy, no. of Buddy Matthews. Photoshopped. It's real, Bruce. No, it's, it's Photoshopped. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> I don't know if my heart has the strength for this, folks. Pray for me. <laughs> but you know, there, there are so many like top-notch couples in WWE, and and they're just a notch below. But in any other company, they're one of the top. You know, like you, you could, I could honestly see, you know, an intergender match where it's like. Madcap and Emma versus Adam Cole, Britt Baker, or Madcap and Emma versus Sarah, Sammy Callahan and Jessica Havoc. And yeah, I could. Amazing I, I, matches, but like you don't, you don't think uh, it, when you if you heard that Emma and Madcap Moss were going to fight Becky and Seth, you'd be like, oh well, this is going to be over in two minutes. Yeah, we already know who's going to win. Right, even Tez and Bianca were like, "Oh, well, this this shit's over," you know. So they 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 just they just 
kind of got outshined by a few people. It happens. It happens. Oh, Karrion Cross got released again as well. Yeah. I mean, they they let him be himself, but not exactly. And even when you do bring back the gimmick, then you have to, you know, do something with that gimmick. And and honestly, it looked great at first. Like when he walked out and laid out Drew, and then Scarlet put that hourglass in front of Roman Reigns. That was the like, carrying oh, cross that everyone wanted. That was he's the NXT carrying cross. Yeah, that was the guy. That was the guy. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden from there, things just went. Yeah. <laughs> like I, off I the fucking deep end, man. <laughs> hey, Tom, what's happening all the way from the future? I raised my I raised my soda to you, my friend. Mm. Hope you're well, mate. You know, one thing that I that I have noticed is. It's oh, it's almost like Vince and TKO are 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 taking. They're starting at the top of the fucking building by taking Triple H's house apart brick by brick, and they're starting at the top, and they're gonna work their way down to the bottom. And when they get to the bottom, they're gonna they're uh, gonna knock out some of the big guys. I mean, it's. I can understand it, but at the same time, when you look at the guys they got rid of, are a lot of them Triple H guys? Yes. Were a lot of them doing anything? No. No. Because no, when you look, because like look at Raw and Tommaso Ciampa is back as the Blackheart and making people tap and on his way to Gunther, who is now the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time, and these are both Triple H guys. You know, Seth Rollins, Triple H guy. Everywhere you look on that raw roster, Triple H guy outside of Cody, Kevin Owens, Sammy, you name all Triple H guys. These are if if Vince would have fired one of them, or or if if one of them, if KO and Sammy got released, I would I'd be right there with you. But here's it, here's the thing: all them people that you named, Vince likes. Vince has put over. Yeah, but they're also doing things on weekly television, which is not something you could say for Karrion Cross. It's not something you could say for Mad Cat Moss. It's not something you can say for Emma. It's not even something you can say for Dolph Ziggler anymore as much as I love him. The last time I remember Dolph Ziggler on TV was right after Vince left and Austin Theory was out on his own and Dolph showed up and started screwing with him, looking like he was the, the sergeant of a stripper brigade with his tan and his bleached hair to his camo pants I, what was that a year ago two years ago and, and, and nothing since so it's like I, I don't know if even Dolph wanted to continue like maybe he just wants to focus on his one man show I don't know maybe he's just tired of it like you know what I put a whole generation of talent over I'm done <laughs> Yeah, very well could be I've won my titles. I put a whole generation of talent over. I'm out. He's the, got his stand-up yeah, comedy to fall back on. You know, like Mansoor and Mace, Mace, whatever the fuck you want to call that guy. The guy that used to commentate on Raw during pandemic. That before was Brock, horrible. Before Brock killed him. They were not really Triple H guys, but they weren't on TV either. And they had nothing going. All right. I think they, I think that was one thing Mansoor said after the fact was like, 
that apparently, regardless, L.A. Knight, Eli Drake, whatever, blew up and said he needed to be done with these guys or he was walking out. And that was one of the reasons they got taken off of TV because Vince loved it. And Vince loved the, the Saudi gimmick and wanted him to get into shape. And he did all that and he still got let go. So that's a Vince guy that just walked out the door. Well, Mansoor, like he said on the on the Twitch thing, he wasn't allowed to lose because of the Saudi deal. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't allowed they, to lose. So if he can't him, if he can't lose, they wouldn't put him, him on TV? regular television. They wouldn't put that's him on NXT. Matches. They wouldn't put him in WWE. When they finally did, they put him out there as a model, which Vince loved, but it took away from his credit. And then when they got to Saudi, they had to put somebody else in that role. Mm-hmm. And that became Mustafa Ali, and now that well, you know, oh, he's not. That's there not gonna happen. Now, here's the thing: how are, how are the Saudis gonna take it that they released their golden boy wrestler? I don't know, man. I really don't know. It's like you know they did all this stuff in India, and Shanky was there, and then he got released. How's oh, India on. gonna handle that? Come on. You know, come I mean, on. I know he's not a big deal here, but they do kind of love him over there. You just got rid of him. Uh, literally what two weeks after you put them they've on got, the they've Super got show? five other indian giants on their roster i think letting one of them go <laughs> letting For one goes okay you don't know how many of them they're gonna let go we thought it was over yesterday and then i'm uh, i'm counting down to go live and i see it uh, and i see you saying matt riddle got let go what <laughs> yeah so we're not done they were just pausing no, hell no and the funny, uh, the funniest thing is, obviously, they got this merger now and everything else. And, and I think you were telling me TKO's stocks plummeted like yes. 15, 20 points by the end of yes. the day after all the cuts. Yep. Yep. TKO's stock plummeted. And you know what? It happened They're in WWE every time. And then they turned around and turned to record fucking profit. TKO's talking about letting Vince go because he, mm-hmm. he may be bad for their image. Yeah, according to SEC filings, things are not looking. They're not looking very promising. That is for sure. I don't know who's frozen, if it's me or if it's Dom. So I'm pretty sure I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're here now. You were frozen on my end. Oh, okay. Okay. Everything was good on mine. I don't know what's going okay, on. Okay, so then yeah, it was probably I love technology. But yeah. he is uh he's second in command in this whole TKO group at this point. Vince McMahon only answers to one person. And so if they let if he ends up getting let go, it would be a very big blow for this entire group. I mean, he just apparently worked out a deal to bring SmackDown back to USA and off of Fox. Now he's supposedly negotiating Raw. And this is not the time for any of this to happen, but it's happening anyway. And it makes you wonder how stable this merger will be if something were to happen to Vince. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll try to bring Stephanie back and 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 let Hunter do his thing. Yeah, that's thing. Does Stephanie even want to be back? 
I doubt it. She was ready to leave before Vince stepped down, and then she kind of stepped into the role out of necessity. And then once he came back, she walked out. We haven't heard nothing about Stephanie since. Uh Uh-oh. Like, plenty on trips, nothing about Steph. (laughs) She's at home being a mom. She don't want nothing to do with it no more. And it's pretty fucking sad because she was actually pretty damn good and a lot of the talent actually really liked her and they you know they've all come out and said that she actually cared about the talent yeah yeah no she really she cared about the talent she clearly cared about the women's division and you know she would probably it's like she's she's the leader that wwe needs but yet we're here yes but you know what else is good? But but the good thing about being here, if I may segue for a moment, the good thing about Absolutely. being here is we got to see Eddie Kingston become Eddie Two Belts on Wednesday night. No, we got to see Eddie Kingston become a world champion. Is we got to we see got him to see. become a world champion, an ROH world champion, which is something that he's tried to accomplish on several occasions mm-hmm. and came up short against a man that he's tried to get a, to to beat on a dozen occasions and probably came up short ten of those times. And then it finally happened, y'all. It finally happened to start Grand Slam. Eddie Kingston takes out Claudio one-on-one in a war, becomes ROH world champion, as well as New Japan Strong Openweight champion at the same fucking time. Do you think Eddie's going to get a run with the AEW world title? I don't know. I, I, my first, my, my thoughts leading into Grand Slam were that Eddie was going to finally knock off Claudio. And then eventually he was going to do something that only Kenny Omega did. He was going to become a singles belt collector. Like somewhere, say, full gear or something, he was finally going to get his hands on John Moxley and beat him for the international championship and walk around in AEW with three titles. Mm-hmm. One of two men in the singles division to do it, the other being Kenny Omega. Yeah. That alone would have shot Eddie Kingston into some, pardon the pun, elite fucking company. And then, of course, we got the other side of the coin being Moxley losing the international championship and possibly being injured against Phoenix. And that all went. Right out the fucking window. Yeah, Rick Knox kind of fucked that up. That that second that second one should have never have happened. Yeah, there was no there was no need. I mean, Rick, clearly Mox was done, uh, and, and his shoulder didn't move. And Rick Knox is trying to put a hand underneath. Yeah, and there's nowhere to go, so he just jumps up and says, "No two. What? No, no, Rick. There was no kick out, buddy. You just caused extensive damage." There was damage. You could have made it worse. Worse. But Mox did walk out on his own after the match. Renee came out and they both walked out. He did leave under his own power. That is true. And hopefully Mox is okay. 
but it was just it was a weird match from the beginning and by the end it was beyond cringeworthy and uh you know phoenix is celebrating and i'm just like yeah dude i think you should just take your title and walk i don't think this is the time you know like <sighs> well it was listen after after Rick Knox did the fake, he he lifted his shoulder type oh, yeah. shit. You knew Moxley was supposed to retain his fucking title. So, Ray Phoenix being the international title uh, champion, I think it's gonna he's gonna become a placeholder. See again, you know, and uh, maybe this is because I'm a fan of his. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't understand how Ray Phoenix is the first one of the Lucha Bros to win a singles championship in AEW, especially looking at that match. But he wasn't supposed to win the title. I know. He basically won it because he hurt somebody. So he's the Nia Jax of AEW. Congratulations. He's going to be a placeholder. Don't be surprised if Orange Cassidy doesn't win it back or... Or maybe Sammy Guevara takes it from him. Or yeah, or maybe like Pac that. comes back and takes it from him. Or maybe even Penta turns on him and Penta takes it from him. That would be fun. We, we've we seen those matches before. They're good. But it was just a it was a it was a black mark on what was otherwise an awesome night. Like the rest of the card, top to bottom, amazing. Like I, I enjoy I really enjoyed Soraya and Tony. I'm enjoying the new Tony Storm. Yes. I, don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is up with that. What, but it what, is, what did she say? Tits up. Tits up and watch for the shoe. And then she yeah, throws she a says, shoe at somebody. She says, she says three things. She says something, then tits up, and then deep watch breath, for the shoe. Deep breath. Yeah. Tits up and watch for the shoe. Yeah. And then as she walks out of frame, she chucks a shoe at somebody, like like mm-hmm. an Austin Powers villain. Like just what? But but it Listen. just. It, it just fucking oh. works, y'all. I don't so know why. Here's here's the thing with this new gimmick from Tony Storm. I see it's not identical, but I see a little OG Lacey Evans in there. Do you <laughs> think do you think that Lacey Evans could come to AEW and team up with Tony Storm to take well, on Ruby Soho be the, and Soraya. It'd be the, the Southern Belle and the Drama Queen versus yes. the Outcast. I'd be good with that. I'd yeah, be good so with they that. could both be Drama Queens. So they could both be their own versions of Drama Queens. You know, yes. Tony is kind of like a starlit Marilyn Monroe, like dra- dramatic, all kind of... Could where you, where Lacey is more of a oh you nasty you know kind of could you just of the imagine ball. the promo with those two with Tony saying deep breath with Lacey Evans go but then she goes tits out and she goes like this you nasty then you see then you see Tony Storm throws a shoe as they walk away come on Lacey chucks the handkerchief <laughs> oh my god yes. It I'm, writes itself. I'm picturing it, and I can't help but smile, dude. Like that—that would be—that would be some amazing shit. I would love to see that. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I would love to fucking see it. Mm-hmm. It would be tremendous. It, yeah, it works perfectly. Um, but he, but yeah, that was a good match. I, I just, I. I'm gonna get off that international championship match because yeah. the goal here is to enjoy wrestling, and and I want Brucey to be able to enjoy something tonight too. I have yet to lot. watch the match. You haven't? 
I haven't seen the match yet, so I cannot oh, elaborate on it. I am so pissed off. I had I just I Do you at least know what, what happened? Because I don't want to spoil it. I know the man, the myth, the legend wins, and I know he wins dirty. That's all I know. Well, that may be true, but also he called his shot. He choked him out. Okay, uh, you needed that moment. I, I after everything you've been through tonight, after everything we've been through the last. Few... Look at that! Look at that! Twice he's called his shot. Twice, head and fucking the 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 Darby <laughs> Allen match, and now this. Right. Come on, yes. Fucking wrestling god. <laughs> I knew Bruce was gonna love that. I knew it. Usually, usually I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like here comes here comes the mark out moment. But no, this this one, yeah. this one, yeah, this one you need to have because I'm gonna watch it. I'm probably gonna watch it after the show. When you when honest. you see the match, you'll agree that like Hey, that's pretty good. It really and was. Yeah. I I ended up watching the match late and and well, I, I watched it. I watched the whole show late, and I fell asleep before the main event. I had to go back and watch the main event yesterday night after getting my son home. And oh my god, y'all! It was everything that I wa- that I wanted in one match. I did see the middle finger Sinton picture, though. That was pretty cool. But you know, before before you at, or as you were coming in, I had been talking about Jade Cargill. Going to WWE. Okay. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I find it funny that most of these people that are screaming about Jade Cargill going to WWE are the ones who said she couldn't wrestle in the fucking first place. Yes. Come on. Like, you know like how this works? I, I watch you, IWC. I, I see these tweets, and then I see these tweets after it. I'm just thinking to myself. Fickle. They're fickle. Mm-hmm. I love you to death. Fickle. They're fickle. These are the same people, by the way, who were complaining that Tony Khan said he feared for his life because, oh, well, you know, Tony, 20 years ago, this used to happen at blah, blah, blah. And then when Vince McMahon got let go, those same people were saying, well, you know, this isn't 20 years ago. The business has evolved, blah, 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 this, mm-hmm. that. But then Tony says, hey, come on now. 20 years ago, the locker room was packing guns and doing coke. And- fickle. They're fickle. I'm just saying, folks, pick a size. It's it's ridiculous. It's beyond. But when it comes to Jade Cargill, do you think she should go to WWE? Do you think she can succeed there, or is she she better off staying in AEW? I honestly think she should do what she wanted to do. I think it was earlier in the year or towards the end of last year when she said – um, after during, you know, she was training with Brian Danielson that she actually wanted to go over to stardom and she wanted to go wrestle in Japan uh-huh. to get better. And, right. And Tony wouldn't let her cause he was trying to protect his investment, so to speak. But you would think yeah. he lost that title. It's the perfect opportunity for her to go over there, do whatever, and then come back and, you know, all this, but. I'm not. I love Jade. I, I mean, obviously, she's got the look, 
and she's got the mic skills and everything that WWE would need. I'm not sure she's ready from a wrestling standpoint to be in that spot. Here's the thing. I'm a Jade fan. I still think she is green. I still think she is a little green. A little. Her matches, she improves every time she's in the ring. Do yeah. I think she's ready to be in the ring with Charlotte Flair, a Becky Lynch, a Bailey, oh, a, yeah. a Bianca Belair? No. No, oh, I don't definitely. think she I don't I don't think she's ready for those matches. I think she's ready for that because if you look at like her matches with Taya, they were incredible. And Taya was able to kind of call the match and have her do her thing while keeping things, you know, looking the way they're supposed to look because Taya's got that mind. And Charlotte does, Becky does. Bailey does. Bianca too. Bianca pretty much does. We've seen it. We've seen enough of it at this point. There were people wondering if Bianca was too green to be on main roster. And now we all know that to be true. So if she was in the ring with women like that, I wouldn't worry about it. I'd be worried if she was in, in the ring with women like Nia Jax, Chelsea Green, um, you know, some of the well, NXT the those, talent. Those, those are the people that they're going to put her in the ring with when she starts. Because they're going to do the same fucking thing Tony did when she gets there. They're going to they're gonna build this unstoppable fucking monster just like TK, just like TK did. They're going to take the same formula and say, hey, look, we tried to, we, we're, we're going to try and do it better. Well, guess what? It's not going to happen because the people you're going to put her in the ring with are going to make her look stupid. And all the e-drones are going to be like, oh, she sucks after after the newness wears off. They're going to be like, it's like, oh, my God, look at this new marker. It's amazing. And then eight months down the road, they're like, oh, look, that marker. Yeah. It tried exactly what it's going to do. It tried the fuck out, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my marker's dry. Oh, I'm sorry. The tip broke. Fuck. You know, like. No, I get it. I wouldn't have a problem with her in the ring with vets. I just wouldn't want to see her go through that whole story again because we've seen that in WWE. We've seen that with women in the past. We've seen that with Ryback. It didn't work out very well. It just didn't. Like, you can feed someone jobber. Braun Strowman used to get two, three drummers, jobbers at a time, right? I think yep. he's still on a WWE roster. I have no idea where he is. I have no idea why they brought him back. I'm surprised he hasn't there. been released again yet. Right? He can control. How his is own he narrative. still on the fucking roster? <laughs> He'd go to NWA and join up with EC3 tomorrow. Why is he still there? <laughs> yeah. Like to control I don't, their narrative. I, I don't see that going well for Jade. If anything, I think it would kind of impede the progress that she's made working with the dragon and having these, you know, great in-ring matches with women like Taya and Statlander and women that she's developed either has developed a comfort, a comfort level with, or women who are experienced enough that they can kind of ca not carry the match, but create, you, you know, may create moments to make her look as good as possible. Becky and Charlotte and them can do it. But the question is, will they? Yeah. Because this is the new kid on the block. This is the next big thing. And and that next big thing is coming for your spot. Now, we've seen it with Becky where she's a little bit more understanding. But Charlotte? Mm, not so much. 
Bailey? Mm, to an extent. I mean, she got EO Sky where she needed to be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's one person. So you don't really know. You, and that's what... And if I'm Tony Khan, I'm literally going to her and saying, did they have faith in you? Did they put you on national television? Did yeah. they create a title just for you? No, that yeah. was me. I... You stick with me, there's going to be more of that to come in your future. You go to them, there are no guarantees. You are not Cody. Yeah. You know, people people now point to that and say, oh, well, see, AEW can work because Cody's there. Well, yeah, but Cody was already there before he went and then came back. I don't know anyone who's just come from AEW and gone to the main roster and shot up the fucking ranks. No one's even gone to the Cody's the only one. Right? Like maybe Dragon Lee had an appearance in AEW and now he's, he's going to be fighting Dirty Dom. He was never signed. Hmm. So and Cody's pretty much it. In AEW. He had that match with Roosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, he had some tremendous matches there, but that's what I mean. Like, they're, you know, so, okay, he's getting dirty doms, so that kind of counts, but like, it's, it, it really hasn't been proven that you can go from AW to WWE. It's been proven you can go the other way. You know, the Dragons proved it, Adam yeah. Cole's proved it, the, a lot of guys have proved it. But then you look at the other side, and people don't really cross over from, AEW to WWE and immediately shoot up the ranks. It's just not happened. If, so I don't I don't think that's I don't I don't think that's gonna happen for Jade unless they start her out in NXT and work her up. She's gonna she's gonna be the first test for the first homegrown AEW talent going to WWE. Like here's the thing, like like do we want to see how good the AEW talent like, like how how good or, or how over AEW is? Let's see Sammy Guevara go to WWE. Let's see Darby Allen. Let's see Jungle Boy. Let's see let's see these homegrown guys jump ship to WWE and see what happens when they get there. I guarantee you they will bury them so fucking deep or they'll put them in NXT where they don't deserve to be. I mean, yeah. Jack Perry needs to be there to his mic skills. His wrestling's amazing, but his mic skills are his mic skills are yeah. Yeah. But speaking of NXT, because we, we, we've talked about NXT. We've danced around a certain woman for a minute. A woman that Brucey has always loved. Becky Lynch mm -hmm. beat Tiffany Stratton to become the NXT champion. The NXT Why? She didn't. Now, yes, it means that Becky is now Grand Slam champ. And she's won the title that finally eluded her. But is Becky Lynch good for nxt at this point no no okay please go right ahead <laughs> no i i just I, I i i don't like main roster talent go see here's the thing main roster talent can go to nxt they can have a feud but they don't need to win the titles from nxt they don't need to take the nxt titles do you see nxt talent coming taking main roster titles not really, no. No. So why are you sending main roster talent down to take take your take your developmental titles? And yes, that bitch is still developmental no matter how hard they try. Yeah. No yeah. matter how hard they say it's a third brand, it's this and that. No, bitch. That's developmental. 
See, that's where I'm at with it, is they are trying to, or at least they've said they're trying to, make NXT a third brand, which is why Dom went down and won the North American title, Becky, so on and so forth. And you know what? The last thing I saw Dolph Ziggler do, because it just popped into my head, was go down to NXT when Bobby Roode was still around and beat Braun Breaker for the NXT title. They feuded back and forth until Braun got it back. And we wondered why at that point, too, and the thought was they wanted to see if Braun was main roster ready. You know, if he could if he could hang with a guy like Dolph, then why couldn't he be on Monday or Friday night? And, it, and, and at that time, at least at the time, it made sense. But then when you saw it play out, you saw Braun get the title back and Dolph just kind of go back into obscurity. You were like, the fuck did we just do this for? Yeah. I get I get that it was the lone title Becky hasn't won. Kind of like kind of like the New Day. The New Day had won every <laughs> other tag team title at WWE and then they went and took the NXT titles from Pretty Deadly and just added it to the collection. That no. okay, okay, it makes sense, but I don't know if Becky Lynch as your women's champion is good for NXT. Because Tiffany Stratton was doing all right. Like she was she was a pretty good NXT champion. They really haven't had anybody to replace Mandy Rose. Let's just say that. No. Let, now, now here's the thing. Becky's got the title now. You name a talent on that NXT roster that's good enough to take it off of her. Oh, that's the point. You I don't you, know. you you give me a female talent in NXT that is good enough to take the title off of Becky Lynch. Like maybe maybe Tiffany gets lucky in a rematch, possibly and possibly Gigi Dolan. I, outside of that, I got nothing, dude. I, exactly. I'm, I'm like I'm I'm reaching. Uh, that's that's where and that's where I have the problem with it. It's like okay, you put it on her now. How do you get it off, Jade? Hmm. That's the only only thing. That's the that, only that's the only logical thing that could that could happen. Could you imagine like Jade making her debut on NXT and taking the title off of Becky Night One, kind of like Paige did. Huge. Kind of like it Paige did huge. with AJ Lee. It'd be huge. It'd be huge. WWE fans would be doing fucking backflips because they're getting sick of Becky Lynch. I see it. I see it on the friggin' social medias all the time. You know, you know what, Brian? You do make a good point. Outside of AJ Styles, how often has WWE pushed people arriving from outside the promotion to being top of the card? Not much. Not much at all. Cody. Cody. Yeah. But that was, but but again, he was kind of there already, you know. It's like L.A. Knight is finally getting somewhere, but in start dude, there, dude, I got a feeling he's gonna get let go, dude. I have I a hope weird, not. I have a weird, weird feeling that Vince is going to get rid of him. How are you gonna get rid of somebody that has four of your top five selling shirts? Easy, you're fired. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so there goes that money, and then wherever he goes. That promotion is going to get that money, so you just handed—you just handed another promotion a ton of fucking money and a top-notch talent. That would be stupid as fuck. He here here they've got main event Jay Uso now. Jay Uso is going to be the man on Monday Night Raw. 
And that's that's that. They're gonna push their Samoan wrestler and Jay Uso to be the man, and he's going to be the tribal chief, unfortunately, of Monday Night Raw. Because he uh, will dethrone Seth Rollins. I mean, right right now it looks like Shinsuke. Jesus Christ. Shinsuke is just Shinsuke is like triple H levels of mind fucking Seth Rollins right now, and I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. <laughs> He's a it's male Japanese cool. wrestler. He'll never win the world title. I know, but I can they dream. Anoki Anoki won the title, and they don't even acknowledge it. But you got to remember now, this is TKO, so things may change. <laughs> Vince There's is a, still there. He's still there, but he doesn't have the full control over the company anymore. No, he's got he's in second command of both companies. He's not even the majority owner of WWE anymore. And so whatever the man above him says goes. And that man has made a lot of money off of UFC pull, pushing international talent. So stranger things have happened is all I'm saying. I can dream cuz there's a possibility, there's a chance. Just just a just a fucking chance and before we leave let's let's quickly dive into what we came here for in the first place because we named the show pwy for a reason y'all yeah we have we have literally done this every year Mm -hmm. since pwy Released since top rope began, yeah. Since, since top because PWI has been around a lot longer than top PWI has been around a lot longer, they've been a little weirder lately. But they've been, a, but since top rope's inception, we have covered this list and we have picked it apart. And there's one place I want to start because you and I, un- whether you want to say unfortunately or not, you and I are older than the internet, and we remember. We remember when Pro Wrestling Illustrated was a legitimate magazine and their lists were the gospel. Yeah, the absolute spoken word in pro wrestling. If you made that list, your career was made. They had that kind of stroke. Yes. And then obviously we've been doing this for this is the fourth time on over one of these lists. And every time. There's always some crazy underage. Somebody left doesn't have this, that, and the other. WI just turned into has this list just turned into podcast fuel at this point, where they will just put something out so that people like us or people like Ivan at Circle of Debate or whoever will come on and say, "What the fuck? This list? Have you seen the PWI 500? Because what the hell? Because then." It then people go and look at it. So they fuel podcasts to provide clickbait. But is it is it more intended for that or the original purpose these days? I don't. Yeah, it's I. I don't even know what to say about the top five this year. Like, <laughs> so it's podcast fuel, is what you're saying? Yes. And look, here's the thing. I appreciate it because it gives us content, but fuck me running. Let's just, let's start with the top 10 and work our way up. Okay. At 10, Cody Rhodes. I'm okay okay with that. Okay. At nine, Josh Alexander. I know he missed some time, 
But if you go back to that too soon episode we did in like March, he was like two in my top five. So yeah, I'm okay for most of the year. I'm okay with number nine because if he wasn't hurt, I would expect him different. to be top three. Absolutely. Absolutely. Orange Cassidy at eight. No way. I'm okay he with higher. See, that here's run the thing. The international title, bro. Come on. He had the international title the whole time, the whole year. Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. Hear me out. Here's the thing. I'm okay with him at eight until I see Okada at seven. Because there is no way in hell you can tell me that Kazuchika Okada had a better year than Orange Cassidy after all those goddamn. Yeah. That fucks up. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. No, that was me that time, folks. Oh. Apologies. Apologies. We've got some storms in the area. My internet kind of blipped. But what I was trying to say was, I was okay with Orange Cassidy at 8 till I saw Okada at 7, and there is no way on earth, after all those title defenses that you mentioned, after that main event match where he literally practically bled to death against John, mm -hmm. there's no way that you can tell me Okada had a better year than Orange Cassidy. No. No. I mean, Vikingo, maybe. Gunther, definitely. Gunther, but what is Gunther? Here's, here's another problem. Because like I said, Cassidy at 8, 7. 7 Okada. 6 is MJF. Then we get Vikingo. Fuck no. Then we get Vikingo at 5. Then we get Gunther at 4. And here is where, if you didn't see it, Pepsi Phil started arguing with me about Gunther being higher than MJF, and I swear I was channeling you, bro. Because... Gunther has had a tremendous year, don't get me wrong. Longest reigning Intercontinental Champion, done all that stuff. We've talked about it. Great. Has he had a match that was anywhere near as long or epic this year? Maybe in the past, but this year, has he had anything as long or epic as MJF versus the Dragon, Iron Man? No. That right there, that 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 match, and that... And, and, and that that right there puts MJF in the top three. He should at least be four. He should at least be four. I, I'd say flip you flip it. Make MJF four, and you either put Gunther at six, or you put him above Vikingo. If you want to put him at six, I'm fine. If you want to put him at five and move Vikingo, Vikingo to six, I'm fine. If you want to bump Cassidy up, I'm fine. Here's my thing. Was Will Ospreay not top ten last year? Wasn't he? He Who? was, right? Who? Osprey. He was top 10 last year, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. he's He had a better year this year, and he's 17th. Yeah, no. No, that's... So, no. Uh, and, and no offense to these guys, because they're great, but, but Danielson, Masha Slamovich, Samoa Joe, Carmelo Hayes, and Claudio are just a few of the names above him. Here's the thing. Osprey had a better year than all of them. He, he did. I, I think he had a better year than Sonata. I know Sonata won his first world title, and good uh -huh. for you. But Osprey still had a better year than you, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd go as far to say, you know what, Cody and Josh Alexander, you had great years, but did you have a year like Will Osprey's? You both spent a good bit of, a, a good bit of it on the shelf. Mm -mm. So there is no way you can tell me that Will Ospreay belongs at 17. Even Hammer's at 18. What the fuck, y'all? <laughs> the, 
the man has held, has held multiple world championships for the better part of two years in different promotions. 18th. Fuck you. <laughs> Cardona but, should be in the top 10. Eh, Don't even commit. Cardona. That motherfucker's got more titles than anybody in professional I, I'll wrestling. I'll tell you what. I'm looking at some of these people. Do I think Cardona should be higher than Bobby Lashley? Or Trey yes. Miguel or Kevin yes. Owens. Yes. yes. Do I think it should be higher than Sami Zayn? Maybe not. Yes. Do I think it should be higher than Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega? Yeah. Higher than Drew McIntyre? Hell yes. Hell yes. He's not. I keep going. We got Hangman Page. We got we got we got and then a few other people, and then Matt Cardona, Cardona falls in just above Jay White at 31. 31? 31. These See, guys smoke here's crack the thing. or what? Osprey should be top 10. Matt Cardona should probably be top 15. Absolutely. Instead, they're 17 and 30 fucking one. No. What? In the fuck has Meltzer been smoking? That good shit. He's been smoking the, the good good. The good good, apparently. And yeah, Ivan, we all knew Bruce was going to be mad on Saturday, and clearly he is. He was telling me about this list before we went on to do Circle of Debate, and I was like, oh boy, it's coming. Oh, so as Kerry soon as Cross, I saw that top ten, it's coming. Karrion Cross did not get released. He he's didn't? still in W. He's still in there. He just had a segment with Cena. Uh, okay. Thank, thank you, El Jefe. I, uh -huh. I saw the reports. We all did. Karen Cross was uh, apparently he. Apparently they changed much. So they're not trying to kill all the Triple H guys. They're trying to revive Karen Cross with, with John Cena. Or they're yeah. trying to golden shovel his ass on the way out the door. Ooh. We shall see. We shall so, see. So, where also, are we at on this top ten? I think we're like four. oh we went through we we went through everything but the top three which is of course the former members of the shield at three you got Mox at two you got Roman and at number one you got Seth freaking Rollins baby <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing I I am not mad at Rollins being one. No, you can't. I, I I think it should be MJF two or Rollins two and MJF one. Either either way, I'm happy. But Roman, the motherfuckers had six matches in a fucking year, and he hasn't been on TV in three months. Yeah, dude, I mean, pound sand. I, I'm just happy Seth Rollins got Rollins got the nod over Roman Reigns. Yeah, because you know I've too. I've had to stomach a lot from Roman lovers. Over the course of my history in podcasting, I've had a stomach a lot. Mm -hmm. And I have always, always, always said, even, even go back to the episode where we drafted our own rosters, who was my first fucking pick? Seth freaking Rollins. You know why? Because he's the best thing going in wrestling today. Even when he didn't have a title, even when he wasn't on top of the mountain, he was the backbone of the entire company. Not Raw, not SmackDown. I don't give a fuck what you say about You can be the head of the table all you want. Doesn't mean you're carrying the company. Nope. Seth freaking Rollins did that. Because anything, anything you asked that man to do, anything he wanted to do, he got over. I think I said it on yeah. a circle of debate Saturday. They can look at Seth Rollins tomorrow and say, okay, from now on, 
You're coming out on the stilts. And he will get that shit over. He's been the Joker. He's been the Messiah. He's been the revolutionary. He's been ripping people's eyeballs out. He's, he's done all this. He's walked out in Mario shoes and people popped. Meanwhile, the guy at number two can't get over unless he's the guy and the heel guy. Because being a face, we all saw that. I, I I broke it down. I went back to all the way back to John Cena and Roman Reigns, where we got some high class heat a few years ago off of. Mm-hmm. It, it has to be a certain thing in a certain a certain time frame to be in this in the running for this. Seth Rollins, by the way, created that man. You can say what you want about his family; it didn't matter. He had to run behind Seth Rollins. It wasn't Roman Reigns turning his back on the shield and hitting Seth with a chair. Okay? It wasn't Roman Reigns the first one to win gold out of the faction. It wasn't Roman Reigns pulling the of the century. That's Seth Rollins. And that man deserves to be number one if anything. If anything, Mock should be number two. No, fuck you. Out of these three? MJF. Okay, that's fair that too. But out of the, if we're going, if we're talking about these three, and, and you got to line them up. I'm oh, putting Roman's Moxley, dead last every time. I'm putting Moxley ahead of that dude. Fuck yeah, all night long. Look at what he did. Look at first he wins tight. He wins the title because Punk injures himself. Then gives the title back to Punk in a war. Then Punk freaks out. Gets suspended even though he really was injured for throwing a punch so mox comes cuts his vacation comes back wins the title carries the company and then drops the title to mjf and mjf goes to another level yeah but he's that's already the only, on that level that's the only he he was on a level but once 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 he beat mox no, he, he was already up. above Mox. He was above Mox before. That. If he was above Mox, he would have beat him gave, the first time. He gave Mox the rub. Rub Mox didn't give fucking oh, MJF the fuck rub. Out of here. MJF gave Mox the rub. Oh, Jesus fucking God. I, I, you can't even sit here with your face and say that shit. Nobody say Say another motherfucking word and this shit is over. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, God you know, I, you know I'm going to talk shit. But, but if anything, Mock number two. Yeah. And MJF, you know what? I'm going to put him at three. I'm going to stick Roman's ass at four. Because even MJF at this point has had more title defenses in this run alone than Roman has in three. In and three better matches. Better. All his matches are a are hundred times better than fucking Roman's. Hundred times better. Brian's laughing his ass. <laughs> You're welcome, Brian. You're welcome. I'm glad we, I'm can, glad entertain. we can entertain you. Grand Slam. Oh, wait. What is Grand Slam Rampage. WWE was wrong to release Dolph Ziggler, Emma, Dana Brooke, and many more. I, I mean, it, it, they, you're not wrong, Lennox, but if anything, they did him a favor because these guys are going to go on and actually be involved again in another. Whereas sitting in WWE, you're just going to be 
and another catering. episode of un- unsolved mysteries like where the fuck has Dolph Ziggler been I haven't seen him since Braun Breaker where the fuck uh-huh. did Emma go wait Dana Brooks on NXT dressed as Catwoman when did that start like you know you just you you just never know I, I wouldn't be surprised if Apollo Cruz is next they tried sending him down they brought him back he up he still works there he still works there. They tried to send him to NXT. He did all right there. He came back up. Then they didn't do shit with him. And now, who knows? I I wouldn't be surprised if he's next. And if he is good, because the man is talented and he belongs in a ring somewhere working in front of a crowd or in front of a live TV audience or whatever the fuck it wherever the fuck he gets to be, as opposed to sitting in catering. Put him in the new day or 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 put him in the new nation slash hurt business. Oh new nation need that. <laughs> there you go. Bobby Lashley, fucking Apollo Cruz, and the Street Prophets. And the Prophets. God, imagine if Jade was the female member. But they'll get Bianca for that, because Tez, you know. No. But still. Maybe get them both. And then I'm... they could add Sami Zayn as the white guy like Owen Hart. Uh. The Sisters of Destruction, a tag team with Jade Cargill and Bianca Belair. Oh, shit. Oh, I would fucking love it. I would fucking love it. But, you know, uh, unless we've got something else we want to say about this PWI Top 10, the last thing I will say, uh, I will ask high class is one simple thing. Mm Mm-hmm. How pumped are you for that Pacific Northwest title match? (laughs) That shit is going to be fucking fire. I cannot fucking wait. I cannot wait. That shit has slugfest, slobber knocker, whatever you want to call it, written all over it. Like it's if you don't know, it's gonna be a knockdown, drag out, kick you in the teeth, and you're not gonna wake up for three days brawl. If you like, if y'all don't know Sin Bodhi and Shafe, oh my god, you need to learn because that that match is gonna be off the chain, and we are now. I think we both would like to thank PCW Ultra. I mean, you're an incredible company, and anyone who's anyone has been through your doors. A lot of the guys we talk about on this 10, 500, whatever, they all all stopped through PCW Ultra on their way to the top. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think with these two dudes, it'll be no different. And I'm gonna play the uh, I'm gonna play the plug once again because you weren't here for it. So check this out again.
I'm still banging my head. PC fucking yo. That card what is going to be What an amazing, amazing card for Creature Feature October 20th. Mm-hmm. Please, boys and girls, if you're in the area, or even if you just want to travel out to see a banger-ass card, go to PCWUltra.com for all your info, tickets, everything today, like right now before they, before they pack the house, because they will. And Top Rope is sponsoring the Pacific Northwest Championship match for the first time ever, folks. It's Mm -hmm. a big fucking deal. (laughs) Thank you, PCW. We can't wait to get the guy here. We'll wait for the 15th. Just all all around. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you, PCW. Like, literally love you. 100p. Dude, you said it all, bro. It's amazing. I, I, the opportunity that, that we've been given and, and PCW, you know, taking a chance on us and it's, it's amazing. It's awesome. It was so cool to see, you know, W actually uh, putting videos out and tagging us. Hollywood wrestling, putting video tags. Oh, oh. Working out and feels right now. Thank you guys. Thank you. We love you. <laughs> we can't wait for creature feature. Like we said, PCWUltra.com. Get your tickets. Find out everything you need to know. And if you don't know these guys in, in this in this title match that we're sponsoring, you better go find out because you're missing you're missing out on special shit. Fuck yeah, you're missing out. You better fucking find out. You better find out. You better know your role and shut your mouth. Yeah. Absolutely, or else Bruce will have to come back to wrestling like The Rock. <laughs> you don't want me getting back in the ring. No, you I don't want me getting back in the ring either. I, I got heart problems myself. and shit. Right? <laughs> I know I'll hurt myself. I, my neck hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just got severe back pains thinking about it. Rachel, you're you're doing this too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh I think I gotta go fill my. <laughs> bathtub with some ice and just ah oh. <laughs> well i think that's all we got for. uh with that being said there's one place on facebook to find us and that is top rope wrestling talk that is our group that's where you come in you shoot the shit you join our forums you join our threads whenever we have a chance you can try to take a title Join our music league, Grandma Wendy's music league that she puts on for Top Rope Wrestling Talk. See if you can dethrone the king. I now have a 23-point lead in music league, which is a very big lead. And then you can also find us on the X. X going to get it to you. Top Rope WT. You can find us there. We're pop. We've been popping off there quite a bit lately, especially with PCW Ultra and and Circle of Debate and us. Uh, we've been we've been popping off there a little bit more than we have been uh, in the past. And then you can also find us on Circle of Debate's favorite Instagram handle. Their favorite. El Presidente loves this handle and told us we are not allowed to change it. That is at top underscore rope underscore wrestling underscore talk. Yes. The best. The best. The best. (laughs) And before I pass this over, I just want to give a heartfelt thank you to the Circle of Debate fans and family for Morgan and his 
amazing podcast of Meatheads. He has actually hit over a hundred views. Let's try to get him up to 125, 150 before our next episode drops. This isn't for me. I'm on the show with him because I'm his dad and he asked me to. This is all him. This is the mind of him. And and let's get him some views. And he, he he's not here right now, but he thanks everybody. When I told him we hit 100, his face lit up. So please, come join us and watch the Meatheads podcast. We will be recording another episode next weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude deserves it. I said something at the beginning of the show, but I'm glad you brought that, you brought that back in because... Morgan was tremendous, and and if you want to catch the first few episodes of the Meatheads or our our older or much older episodes of Top Rope Wrestling Talk, you can find them on YouTube at TRWT parentheses a Fox Den John. You can also find all of our podcasts, Top Rope Meatheads, the whole nine at Anchor.fm backslash TRWT. And and I'm tired, so I'm just gonna say it. You'll find links to our merch, Circle of Debates merch, their social medias, Fate Destroyed, the Wrestling DeLorean, everything from the family will be in the link, the links in the description below this episode, whether you're on YouTube or whether you're listening to us on the many platforms of debate. So please buy some merch, check out some music. Enjoy Mamero and the Rambourian. He's doing this shit seven days a week now. And hopefully he'll be back to Circle of Debate soon. Hopefully he'll be back here soon because we fucking miss him. Yeah. But until then, folks, enjoy Collision tomorrow. Enjoy wrestling. If it's not your cup of tea, let somebody else drink it. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Deuces, bitches! Ah! 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 Ah!